Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Before Zoom Info, business wins took a lot of time, energy, and patience. Now, Zoom Info helps you automate, scale up, and reach marketplace domination. Win faster at zoominfo.com. Zoom Info, how business goes to market. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to a brand new and spooky edition of On to the Next One. It is Halloween as we record this episode, and unlike those dopes in Haddonfield, Illinois, trying to avoid the wrath of Michael Myers, we are not going to run towards the heat and do the bare minimum. We are here to create the heat as we discuss the what's next for the notable names coming out of Saturday's UFC 267 event. In Abu Dhabi, we have two brand new champions, some incredible performances to talk about, and this should be a fun one. I am Mike Heck, and joining me on this loaded edition of the program is the co-host, the co-matchmaker, and he's my best friend, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Happy Halloween. How are you, sir? Happy Halloween, my best friend. Uh, People are about to get the wrath of Michael Heck today, I think. Uh, Forget the wrath of Michael Myers. That is nothing compared to the wrath of Michael Heck, which is rarely seen. But I do feel like uh, on this 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 Halloween season, I do think your uh, your more uh, sinister side might come out a little bit, especially if some of the listener picks are doo doo, which we'll, we'll we'll see later. We'll get to that. I feel like uh, we have a lot to talk about, Mike, between even just the two of us and and, and the listeners listening at home. So uh, it'll be a while before we get there. But uh, yeah, you know, we got our picks coming up. Check the tapes, all that's all that good stuff. Uh, I'm very excited. I do have some things to say to MMA fans, to people who have criticized me over a certain mm. fighter. Mm. And uh, I will mm. address that later on in the program with some vigor. But sure. we, we do have a lot to to discuss, a lot to get into. Let's get right into this thing. Let's first talk about Glover Teixeira doing the damn thing, pulling off the big upset. He dominates, submits Jan Blachowicz to become the UFC light heavyweight champion just days after his 42nd birthday. Incredible story, inspiration to the max. I mean, how can you not love this, AK? And it, it, it seems pretty obvious that Teixeira will fight Yuri Prohashka next, which is a much more interesting matchup than a lot of people make it out to be at this point. But AK, Glover Teixeira got a lot of people to wake up a little earlier this morning to go for a run or go to the gym <sighs> or take one step towards accomplishing their dreams after what he did on Saturday. Did he not? I think Teddy Atlas said it best. I, I just saw this and, and, and just retweeted it myself. He said, uh, never underestimate a man's last chance uh, in response to, as a reaction to, to Glover winning. What a, I mean, what a great quote. So true. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, uh, fighters make this sort of quote-unquote last run, and it doesn't end like this. But, man, he's done all the right things. I said uh, last night that this guy was promised nothing 
uh, after his after his first UFC title run, there was no guarantees from the UFC he would ever get another shot. There was definitely moments where he was matched up, where it looked like they're using his name to build up other people. But then he just kept winning. He just kept winning and winning and winning and pile up, piling up wins till it was undeniable. He wait. He he uh, he didn't complain when uh, Israel Adesanya got the title shot over him. I'm sure he he uh, he might have made some comments, but nothing. You know, wasn't stomping its feet. He's just like, okay, I'll win another fight, and then and then I'll take on I'll take on the winner of that one. And uh, sure enough, he he got a shot with Jan. And um, I I picked Blahovich to win for once, and of course was wrong. So there you go. I just can't pick a fight right with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I said, but even in my write-up, I said it's almost like a heavyweight fight. Like whoever gets their game off first is going to win. Clearly, it was Glover Teixeira who got his uh, his grappling off first, and that was it. That was the game. So great performance of Glover. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't want to deviate from the Yuri Prohashka fight. I, I think we talked about it a bit on the post show on Saturday that uh, a lot of stuff could happen depending how guy uh, how long guys are planning to stay out and all that. But if we're doing the matchmaking, and if and, and I think it's reasonable to assume that. Uh, to share might not be. He says he wants to be out till May. He might come back earlier. The UFC can, I think, can talk him into it. So uh, let's just go with him and, and Yidi. It's the right thing to do. I have no problem with him waiting till May either. No problem whatsoever. So if that's what happens, that's what happens. And I think that's some good gamesmanship by Glover to share because Yuri is probably ready to get in that cage and fight on Saturday. But Glover's like, nope. And you saw Yuri's face just drop. And I loved every moment of that, whether it was intentional <laughs> or not. But while, while Teixeira's next fight seems to be in place, Jan Blachowicz, no longer the light heavyweight champion of the world. His story is incredible in its own right, but he will not get an immediate rematch. It appears he'll need to work his way back and, he obviously has the ability and the legendary Polish power to do exactly that. So that road begins now, AK, but what's the first stop for Mr. Jan Blachowicz? Mike, I'm putting aside two other thoughts I've had for a while. Uh, I've wanted to, so I, I'm going to go with Jan Blachowicz and Tiago Santos rematch. I think it's time. I'd love to see those two fight again. Uh, Santos, of course, won the first time, which is why, uh, you know, people have wanted to see him work his way back to a teleshot. He hasn't quite been able to do that. Now it doesn't matter. Blahovitz coming off a loss. Tiago Santos, I think you can match them up. Um, I'd love to see that fight again. Uh, I, I have one. I have been championing Tiago Santos versus Dominic Reyes for a while. I feel like Reyes, he said he's going to be back early 2022, but I also just, it's to rest his brain. And we don't know how long that's going to take. And we've said he should take all the time he needs. So I'm just kind of leaving him out of the picture for now. So I'm moving Tiago Santos onto the uh, Blahovitz matchup. Uh, I, I was this close to just being lazy and saying, well, match up him and Ankalaev, both winners on the same card. I, I don't quite want to put um, Jan in that situation yet, where he just is, quote unquote, like a stepping stone for Ankalaev uh, to get a title shot. I, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet with, with Jan. So um, let's go for a fun fight, a rematch that, I mean, it, it, a fun fight. It might not go Blahovic's way. Like I said, he lost the first one pretty, pretty convincingly. So uh, him and Santos, too. Okay, so... I changed my mind with this one. I was quote-unquote lazy with this. It was got to go Ankalaev. But last night I thought about it. I put puzzle pieces together. I took some time. And, and I think I figured this all out, AK. I think I put the light heavyweight division together outside of the, the title fight. I was going to throw Ankalaev in the spot after that performance because I'd like to see him just get a step up and see how he does. But I, I pivoted a bit. So I'm basically going to give away two of my picks in one shot here. I went with Ankalaev against Anthony Smith. I think it's a good fight, a good test for Anthony Smith, good name for Ankalaev. I think time frames will also match up quite nicely, which means for Bohovic, I'm going with Alexander Rakic. I think he has earned that fight. Okay. Ankalaev is only 29 years old. 
He'll get his number one contender fight in 2022. If he beats Anthony Smith, he's got time. No need to throw him in there with Jan. Now we get a nice little four-man, little mini-tourney, sort of a beat-the-clock challenge kind of thing where everything else gets figured out up the top, especially if we're not going to see a title fight until May. I think those two matchups work. If you got to line the winners up after that, cool. There's time. If not, whoever has the best performance gets the title shot. I just had this hilarious image of you. The kids are in bed, up late Saturday night. Maybe you woke up. Maybe you woke up with a stir. Uh, the family's asleep. You go down to your, you know, your your fancy uh, next to the fireplace in your fancy chair with a glass of wine. Just try, just <laughs> rack, just racking your brain, trying to like figure out the, uh, you know, what to do with the light heavyweight division, and then maybe passing out and then waking up at like six thirty in the morning today and just being like, I've got it. <laughs> like you're, <laughs> I did it. I did it. Two o five. Two o five. I figured it out. <laughs> Uh, I think we can talk about Ankalaev now. Yeah, I also went with Anthony Smith. I think we're on the same wavelength there. I think I might have also looked it up. At si- I think we like we had at a the same like, time. Yeah, it was amazing. That's <laughs> that's how it happened. Uh, yeah, Anthony Smith. I mean, a lot of us have been saying the Smith Rockets rematch should happen. Uh, and guess what? I'm hedging. I, I'm picking Anthony Smith as my official pick. But since Smith Rockets is even a, official yet, I mean, it's not even reported or anything. Uh, if that happens, uh, the winner of that fight, I think, should fight Ankalaev. And now I know people will say, Alex, you or AK, you, you, uh, you're hedging. We're not allowed to hedge on, on to the next one. Where are you allowed to hedge? And I'm. Uh, there's another rule. Uh, you know, we like to introduce a lot of rules here. Uh, this rule is I'm me, uh, which means I can do whatever I want. So if either of those, so if Ankalaev ends up getting Anthony Smith or Smith fights Rakic and he gets the winner of that fight, whether it be Smith or Rakic, I'm getting a point either way. So. There you go. That's wow. New rule, guys. If you're me, you can do stuff like this. So for anyone that's me, enjoy. It really is Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> Look at this. AK, a little bit of a, a little bit of a heel turn here. I like I'm it. These are rules. These are all. It's all within the rules. And rules rule. After rules all. Piotr Jan, AK, looked tremendous against Corey Sanhagen. What a fight that was for the interim Bantamweight title. One of the best of the year. We've been we've been treated some good ones over the last couple of weeks. Marvin Vittori, Paul Costa, one of the best of the year. This was one of the best of the year for sure. Jan just a couple steps ahead. Landed the bigger shots throughout the fight. I had him winning the last four rounds along with the judges sitting cage side. Again, it's sort of obvious. Aljamain Sterling, unification bout. We'll love to see that fight in February. Co-made event to Adesanya Whitaker 2. If that ends up being made official which all signs are pointing to that being a thing anything to add to the great showing from mr no mercy or as aljermaine sterling likes to likes to put it his child's great fight last night wonderful performance from Piotr jan uh we'll talk about more of this more on the rankings show uh later this week mike but i am going to uh, i think people know by now i'm one of the people who has been sort of uh, championing Aljamain Sterling as the sort of rightful number one bantamweight. We are split uh, in the MA fighting rankings. I think four for Aljo, four for Jan. I don't know if anyone's going to stick with Aljo after this. I know I won't. Uh, and I'll explain why, well, like, what's different on uh, on Wednesday. So there's a little teaser for our uh, our ranking show this week. But I will go with Jan. Amazing performance. And, and Corey Sanhagen. I think uh, our old our old MA fighting colleague, Dave Doyle, put it up best saying, 
Corey might be in that Joseph Benavides category. He's an amazingly skilled fighter, very good character, seems like a, a really good dude, and he just happens to be in the situation where he's maybe not he's not as good as Piotr Jan, and he's not as good as Aljamain Sterling. So, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, we just saw Glover to share win the title, so who knows? So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm totally down with that. My only thing was, and I'll pick up on something you talked about in the post fight show. If I'm Jan, I don't wait for Sterling. If some other fight comes up, if for some reason uh, Sterling cannot come back uh, as expected, his timeline uh, from injury co- gets pushed back, uh, take a fight. Take another fight, Jan. That, that Sterling fight will be there somewhere down the road. Fight one of these other guys, uh, Rob Font, Aldo, uh, uh, Marab, even if that comes up. I don't know. Just, uh, just any, any of the, uh, Again, the Aldo rematch will be fine. He deserves a title shot more if he beats Rob Font than he did the first time. So no problem him running it back with Jan so soon. Um, but yeah, just don't wait. That's really my, my prediction. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to have to wait that long. It just seemed like Sterling just needed a couple more months and he would have been fine to fight. I I, I felt like Sterling was, I'm not going to say forced into October 30th, but I think he was kind of forced into saying yes to October 30th. But it is what it is. Jan Sterling, like I said, if they do that in February, that's fine. That's, what, four months from right now? Less than four months by the time that card happens. So, yeah, I'm in. That's the way to go. Corey Sanhagen, like you said, I mean, he took a huge risk here, in my opinion. That was one of the the points I kept trying to make. Like, good for Sanhagen. He gets a title shot, but he's taking a big, big risk here. And, of course, the the reward, worth it, in my opinion, had he won. He looked really good. The fight was sensational. He's just so, so good. And I I was going to mention the Dave Doyle tweet as well before you mentioned it, but now he's lost two straight, AK, officially. People say he... Everyone seems to have thought he beat T.J. Dillashaw, but in the record books, it's a loss. He's 2-3 and three in his last five, and this division continues to get deeper. More contenders are emerging. Juice was worth the squeeze with the win. Tough, tough times with the loss, getting back to where he wants to be, regardless of him doing the UFC a favor and saving this fight. So with that, AK, it's got to be Sanhagen versus Marab Willie. That is my pick. Risk-reward. Juice worth the squeeze, but with a loss, you take a big step back, regardless of how good you compete and how good you are. Marab Dewalish really is the number six ranked guy in, in the world right now. A lot of these other guys are already booked. The one, the highest ranked guy that is not currently on the books outside of the champion is Marab. You got to do this fight. You got to do it. Yeah. That was a very popular listener pick, uh, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll touch upon this concept more in a second, actually, probably with our next matchup we're going to do. But uh, this might be the time to catch Marab. Uh, Marab, obviously, an insane wrestler, maybe the best wrestler at 135. Striking, uh, you know, uh, not refined yet. He definitely has the ability. He's he's very willing to stand and throw. Uh, but in a stand-up fight right now, like if you match them up, I my, my prediction would be if Sanhagen keeps the fight standing, Sanhagen wins the fight. Um, a year from now, who knows? You know, Marab has that stand-up skill set, and to complement his wrestling, might be a different story. So yeah, I'll go. I, I like that. It, it wasn't my first choice because I because I don't know. I just feel like uh, maybe because I, I think Marab is going to run through this division soon, and I, and I don't want to put Corey through that for such a great fight. But um, for sure, I could see it happening. Uh, I'm, I went with the Font Aldo uh, loser, December fourth. I, I think I think that could be a good matchup for for Corey. Uh, he'd love to fight Aldo, obviously. Uh, Font would love to have a chance to bounce back. Uh, should he should he lose to uh, to Aldo, uh, and he could do that very quickly with a fight with Sanhagen. So you know, just keep all those. Uh, those, those are two possibly fun fights. Keep them in the mix. Um, so I'll go with that. 
I, I was muted. I'm so excited about, about Bantamweight. It's just 135 is so loaded, so deep. It's just amazing. We move ahead to Islam Makachev, who made it look easy against Dan Hooker. He took him down. He smushed him. Locks in the nasty Kimura and submits the game Dan Hooker just before the halfway point in round one. He wants a title shot, AK. You seem to think it's a much stronger possibility than I do. I'll explain and react to the critics of my line of thinking in a moment, but where are you putting your precious Otno point for Islam Makachev? Are you putting it on a title fight or you got something else? I I I can't, I just, I don't feel strongly enough uh, it, too many things have to fall. Not too many things. Two things. Just two things have to fall into place that I'm not confident about. That Chandler beats Gates G because I don't think that's going to happen. And that uh, Oliveira beats Poirier, which I'm more confident is going to happen, but is by no means guaranteed. But I do feel like Oliveira wins. Chandler wins. They don't run that rematch back right away. The path is clear for Makachev to uh, to angle for that title shot and get it. But So that's what I think is possible. And I, and I like where uh, Islam's head is, that, is, the, is in that regard. But because, like I just said... I think Chandler loses to Gaethje. I think Chandler fights uh, Makachev instead. Okay. So a lot of people, for some reason, and this is on Twitter, this is on my DMs, this is on YouTube comments. There are people who are saying I am hating on Islam Makachev. Completely what? false. Completely false. Why? I don't know. I, I tweeted like I, I tweeted after the win over Dan Hooker. I said, Islam Makachev is not getting a title shot next. But his next fight is going to be a big one. That was the tweet that started it all. I just don't think he's going to get a title shot. And let me just, let me explain everything, okay? Because I got to get this off my chest. I've said many times on this show and on other shows that Islam Makachev very well could be the best lightweight in the world right now. He might go and fight for the title right now, tomorrow, and win. Very possible. But here's the thing, my friends. As AK can attest to, for now, this is the 65th episode of On to the Next One. One of my jobs with this website is to play matchmaker. I can make opinions, which I did. I just made one. Islam might be the best lightweight in the world. But I approach matchmaking with what I think will happen, how I think the UFC will fill in the blanks. Now go back and watch the post-fight press conference with Dana White, ladies and gentlemen. Did it seem like he was ready to have Islam jump the line and fight for a title in his next fight? It sure didn't seem like it. He didn't jump the gun. He didn't say anything. He was very, like, he was just very blah about it. Like, Islam's good. He's a great fighter. But he's not ready to make that choice just yet. They want to keep building him up. And I don't blame them. Beating Dan Hooker on short notice, as impressive as that performance was, nobody was surprised by that. This wasn't like a holy moly, this came out of nowhere. He was a 6-1 to favorite in that fight. I'm not taking anything away from the performance because it was dominant, and that's what you need to do in these situations if you're Islam Makachev. We got Gaethje Chandler coming up this week. If Justin Gaethje wins, he's fighting for the belt. Islam could have knocked Dan Hooker out in four seconds. Didn't change that fact at all. No doubt about it, Gaethje wins, he's fighting for the title. Chandler wins, you can take him out of the equation all you want. He's in the conversation. Whether Oliveira wins or not, in my opinion, Chandler is in the discussion. And if Poirier wins, they will absolutely make Poirier Chandler for the title. And speaking of Chandler, here's, here's one point keep, people keep bringing up. A lot of people saying, well, Michael Chandler beat Dan Hooker and he got a title shot. Let's be clear. Michael Chandler was not the first choice. He might not even been the second or third choice. Dustin Poirier was the first choice. He went to fight Connor wisely, I might add. And they went with Oliveira and Chandler because... That's what was left. 
that was left. Those are the two best options. Gaethje had to have been in that discussion. Apparently, he didn't take it. Chandler said yes to a lot of opportunities along the way, including fighting Charles Oliveira two weeks after beating Dan Hooker. Fight didn't happen. Chandler said yes, planted seeds, got the title shot. UFC remembered that. Makachev said, let me fight in December. Number one contender fight if I don't get a title shot. I completely agree with that. This is what the man said himself. Do Makachev versus a man who everyone seems to forget about right now. Benil Dariush. No one's saying Benil's name. Who right around the same time he became a father destroyed Tony Ferguson, who was a top five guy. And at the time, that was his seventh straight win. Guess who else had seven straight wins at the exact same point? Islam Makachev. Now, Islam has gone on to fight Tiago Moises and Dan Hooker. It was supposed to be RDA both times. And that would have been a nice win on the resume. But what is wrong with giving Islam one of the things he actually wants? He wants a number one contender fight. Give him Darius. If you want to fight in December, make that fight happen. Darius has already expressed interest in fighting Islam in December. It's there. He said the words. Go get a top five win. Then it's a no-doubter. It's no longer, well, he needs this guy to win and this guy to lose and this thing needs to happen and this needs to happen. No matter what happens, if he goes out there and beats Benil Dariush in his next fight, he is next. How is that hating on Islam Makachev? I don't get it. I said this man might be the champion. He might be the best 155-pounder in the world, but because I didn't anoint him the number one contender, I'm hating on him? You people suck sometimes. You people suck sometimes. Okay, all right, okay, Mike. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm just kidding. I love you all, but seriously, you do kind of suck sometimes. That was a that was a serious Mike Heck, Mike check, an early Mike check. Uh, I think we need to clip that, Mike. You know, we don't we don't really clip things from our podcast, which we should, because I think we we drop just look like a sonic gold constantly. And again, you know, our our <laughs> listeners are smart. The MMA fighting readership is smart. They know to just listen to the whole show. But, you know, for people who might not know about the show, I think you got a timestamp. I know you've got your fancy, you know, screen set up there. Timestamp the begin this this uh this mic hack mic check. And uh I think we got to put this out there. That I was serious. Crazy. I I think I'm right on the money. That was a public service announcement. PSA. You People there, people that people are like, oh, Mike's just uh, like being defensive. No, no, no. You helped, you helped those people who 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 came at you. You just did them a favor. You're welcome, world. Timestamp it, tweet it. I will tweet it. I will retweet it. Deep breath. People need to know. I'm you, good. you made it very clear. No, you made it very clear. I think Islam Makhachev is a terrific fighter. Terrific fighter. Yes. Very, he will be a world champion, no doubt about it. But let's build him up a little bit more. Let's build him up a little bit more. Give him one more win. Give him a top five guy. He doesn't have the sizzle of some of these other guys. He just doesn't. He's so good, but he just doesn't have that sizzle that, oh, I have to watch this guy fight. Like, it's just not quite there yet to the casual viewer. And that's all. That's all I'm saying. We move ahead to Alexander Volkov. Gets back in the win column. Defeated Marcin Tybora. The streak is over. Mm. It was um, It was a fight, mm-hmm. like uh, my illustrious co-host would say. It's not one we'll be remembering from this card, but... AK Volkov's in a tough spot right now. Not a lot of opportunity for movement, no matter what happens. I mean, maybe the winner or loser of Derek Lewis versus Chris Dacus, maybe, but I'm just going to go with Jarzinho Rosenstrike. He's there. They're right next to each other in the kind of official rankings, the ones that don't that matter, but not really. Not like the MA Fighting Global rankings, but uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll go with that. They are also right next to each other in our rankings. Volkov Perfect. at six, Jarzinho at seven. I don't think that's going to change much. Uh, we will have new rankings coming out this week. I don't. Ex- I think Volkov just held on to his spot by beating Tabura. He was already two spots ahead of uh, Tabura. 
So I think he just takes uh, he just holds on to his spot. He's not moving up into the top five or anything with uh, with that kind of win. So, uh, yeah, like you said, it was a fight. It was a win. (laughs) And this is a matchup. (laughs) <laughs> Volkov versus Sharazinho. Uh, there's not a lot to say about it. And, and again, this is great. Look, Volkov's a great heavyweight. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's there, There's something appealing about seeing a guy just cranking away and just keeps racking up wins. This was win number 34 in his career. Uh, and in the UFC, this is win number, where am I going? Uh, number eight. Eight and three in the UFC. So this guy's like, he's a good fighter. He might. He may never challenge for the world title, but that's like the, again, and the same goes for Martin Dubois. These guys may never challenge for the world title, but at heavyweight, you can hang around a long time uh, if you're healthy. You don't you don't get injured. Even if you do get injured a lot, Alistair Overeem's been knocked out like ten times. Uh, you can have a great career. So uh, tip of the cap to Alexander Volkov. I know we don't we don't mean to diminish like his win, his latest win, but um, yeah, maybe not one of the bigger storylines at UFC 267. Yeah, I think Tyborg is better than a lot of people thought he was, and. Volkov even said the same. Like he, he was better on the feet than I thought he was going to be. It's mm. just amazing watching Volkov because there are some performances he has where you're just like, "Damn, this guy could be a world champion." And then there's certain mm-hmm. performances where it's just like, "Okay, you won. Now you're just you're just going to fight the same kind of caliber fighter until you have an I mean, it's just it's just heavyweight. Heavyweight being heavyweight. Businesses have always needed customers, so customer engagement has always been a thing. You know, steak dinners, golf, in-person handshakes. Not exactly efficient, though. But thanks to Zoom Info, times have changed. Now you can engage with the right customers across all channels and grow your business efficiently and effectively, all from one platform. Sorry, steak dinner guy. We've got work to do. Unlock insights, engage customers, win faster at ZoomInfo.com. Zoom Info, how business goes to market. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. As we head to the main event of the evening, AK, Hamzat Shemaev. I mean, this was... And I don't know how you feel about this. This was one of the most memorable performances ever in my eyes. Like just everything that happened, the swagger, the walk up to the to the octagon, the liftoff, the talking to Dana while he's got the man hoisted in the air, slams him down, just the one-way traffic of it all, and then just putting Lee Jingliang to sleep like that. He goes out and answers all of the questions and then some. The weight cut thing still kind of hangs over him after Friday, but good grief, man. That was that was incredible. And there's just so many options, so many fun fights, so many interesting steps that this man can take. Where did you land? Where where are you going with this one? First, let me say, I'm, I'm afraid of repeating myself because I feel like I'm, what I'm about to say is the exact same thing I said when he knocked out Gerald Mearshart last September, and that's that there are there are fighters who are given these sort of moments and every time you step up to you're able to step up to these moments it it raises your esteem in the eyes of the fans by like an incalculable amount this is the conor mcgregor story you know this is like every time he was given some challenge love him or hate him man he 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 knocked out chad mendez he knocked out jose aldo in 13 seconds he knocks out uh, uh eddie alvarez at madison square garden Every time he was hyped up, he either matched or surpassed the hype. And that's where Hamzat is right now. Not on the level of Conor McGregor, obviously. But, I mean, you talk about 
people people getting intrigued when uh, it's like, oh, he's this guy's taking a, a second fight in ten days on Fight Island. Oh, how good could he be? Smokes that guy. Uh, now he's fighting Gerald Mearshart, a guy with three times as much experience he has uh, uh, at middleweight. Uh, you know, may, you know, probably has some size on him. Uh, maybe not. I mean, Kahn is pretty big. Uh, knocks him out in what 17 seconds, and now comes off a year-long break. He's got a bout of COVID. He's facing a, a guy who's ranked in the UFC's top 15. How good? How dominant is he really going to be? This is probably where he slips on the proverbial banana peel, right? D- destroys Li Jingliang. Destroys him. There's no nice way of putting it. He 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 crushed him. Uh, so where did I go with this? Gosh. Uh, oh well, I'll, I'll just again. This is something I've I've been saying. I I think I think. I think he fights Kamara Usman. I think Usman beats Colby. I'm just saying, listen, I'm I'm not like you, Mike. I'm afraid of if I say anything else that people are going to be like, why do you hate Shemaev? It's like, oh, he, you don't think he's he's ready for a title shot? Why do you hate him? So why are you hating on Kamzat? So I'm just going to avoid all that. I'm skipping that step. I don't do mic, mic checks, so I, I am bowing down already to the Shemaev tribe, and I'm just going to say, yes, he should fight Kamara Usman next. Usman should call him out. As we said before with like Marab, before Shamayev reaches his full strength, before he evolves into his final form, Usman, get him now. Because I would definitely pick him to beat Shamayev if they fought within the next six months. I'd pick Usman now. Within a year? I don't know, man. Shamayev's scary. <laughs> Dude, this guy's scary. I mean, here's – and this is this is the interesting thing about the – like Islam doing what he did was great tremendously dominant it was just it was an awesome performance but no one's talking like people are talking about it but everyone's talking about Shemaev everybody's talking about Shemaev Shemaev was a bigger favorite what he did to Li Jingliang like if I'm Li Jingliang I'm questioning my career now it like how can you come back from that like that was it like I mean that was a straight up drubbing that was like Shemaev went out there to embarrass and humiliate that man like that was his sole purpose. I'm gonna humiliate this guy and he did. Like, how could Li Jingliang be like, I can't wait to fight again after that? Where's the motivation going to come from? I mean, that is that is going to make this man question what he does for a living. It just... Mike, he said, it just, he, said he would eat him. Yeah, he, like, was, he said he would eat him in the lead up to the fight t- multiple times. I'm going to eat him. And it didn't sound like a mistranslation. It sounded like he he's like, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm saying. I'm going to actually go Hannibal Lecter <laughs> on this guy and eat him. Uh, and frankly, let's not forget, uh, uh, Li Jingliang did not tap out. If this was an if this was in the streets and there was no referee, Li Jingliang would just be unconscious and would be susceptible to being consumed by Kamzat Shemaev. This is something that could have happened in real six hundred years ago. If this had happened on the field of battle, he would be eating Li Jingliang's bones leftovers right now. Uh, it's very disturbing. It is, but he but it's crazy when you think like he actually did or did everything he could ex- short of eating him. Exactly. Islam didn't do that. <laughs> okay, I mean, it, just, I mean, it was a great performance, it was dominant. But we're talking about Hamzat, all right? We talked about this in the post fight show. I really would be fascinated to see him flip flop and just keep going back and forth from eighty five to one seventy, back up to eighty five, and just try to like conquer two divisions. I really want to see if he can do it. I love the Sean Strickland idea at one eighty five. This probably. That fight probably has more value to Strickland than Luke Rockhold at this point. Rockhold would also be an interesting fight for Shemaev. Rockhold has is t- is talked about Shemaev, saying that Shemaev turned it down, that he's ducking him. I think Kevin Holland would be an interesting matchup. Strickland would be the best possibility at 185 before the end of the year. 170, which is where I think this train goes, 
Magny's interesting. Muhammad is interesting. I know Nate Diaz's name is being thrown out a lot. And why wouldn't it be, AK? So I have an idea. This is what I'm going with. This one checks off all the boxes. You can call this two different ways. You can call this a number one contender fight. You can call this a Nate Diaz contract and a pole fight. Hamza Chimaev versus Vicente Luque. That fight is ridiculous. Even without Diaz, this is a legit number one contender fight at this point. Leon, if he beats Mazadal, probably gets the next title fight. But on deck, Shamayev Luque. And if Diaz comes a calling, there you go. You could still make that fight happen. You check off all the boxes. You can't go wrong with anything Shamayev at this point. Shamayev against absolutely anybody will get attention, will get hype. If you do Shamayev versus Brock Lesnar, I'm watching it and I'm putting money on Shamayev to win that fight. No doubt about it. Shamayev Luque is awesome. Like, that, I, mean, he wants I love that fight. He called, apparently, he said, Dana White said he was saying he could beat Brock Lesnar, so. <laughs> I think he could beat Brock Lesnar. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I love the Luque. I love the Luque idea. Uh, that I would say, like, oh, please make that fight a, a fight night main event. You really don't need five rounds. That fight has about zero. Ch- I know we say this all the time, uh, Lewis and Gano. Make it a one-round fight. Just make it a one-round fight. Give them oh, five minutes yeah, to see let, what happens. Yeah, let them know. Let them know to like, oh, if there's not, there's, don't worry about saving cardio or anything. Just go nuts on each other for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would, but uh, even if you didn't, man, uh, that would be my next in the line of like, there's no way this goes to a finish fight. It's like that's just gonna be that would be insane. So many fun options, and there's a lot of fun options for the wild card round. We're gonna select one fighter we have not match made for yet, and we'll match make for him right now. So, AK, kick us off. UFC 267 wild card selection. Who you got? Yeah, there was a lot of great picks from the prelims. Uh, Amanda Hibas looked uh, looked awesome against Rina Janjaroba. Uh I know people will be like what they saw from uh, Dur- Durayev, Albert Durayev against uh, Kapolov. Uh, Zaleski needs to, uh, again, it's unfortunate that his performance was overshadowed um, by the uh, insane officiating of uh, Vyacheslav Kisilev because uh, it, was, it was a very good performance. Uh, yeah, and, and I go on and on, Laurent Murphy. Uh, a lot of these people look great. Um, so I will uh, I will go away from that, uh, and I'm going to go with one of the losers from the main card, Dan Hooker. He do, he should get a long break. Uh, hopefully, again, he's made a lot of money from from fighting this year, from doing the UFC favors um, that he can afford to take time off. And not, I, I would be fine if Dan Hooker didn't fight again until this t- around this time next year. Take time off, get this whole city kickboxing um, gym situation sorted out. If they're going to move to the U.S. or they're not moving to the U.S., spend time with his family. I don't even know how much time he's probably spent in quarantine this year. Uh, we're talking, I bet he spent like two months in total in like a hotel room uh, with the quarantine rules uh, in New Zealand and again having to travel. That's like now that I'm saying it, that's like insane. That sounds like you have to be a really uh, a person of a certain mind to be able to deal with that. So Dan Hooker, don't worry about fighting for a bit. And when you come back, I think, and there's just there's a lot of names you could throw out. I think a Drew Dober will be waiting for him. That's the kind of guy I want. I don't know of him exactly. That's the name I'll throw out. It'll be like a year from now. I don't know where Drew Dober will be. He might be on a three fight win streak. He might be like 50 50 in his last you know two or three uh, two or two to four fights. But that's this is kind of a long shot prediction. Hooker Drew Dober sometime late next year. I like it. I'm going with Lerone Murphy. AK. I yeah. think this guy is the real deal. Been saying it for a while now, and I also believe that while the 135 pound division is the intercontinental championship division 
the featherweight division is like the WCW television title division. So many great fights, so many great contenders, so many interesting matchups, competitive like crazy. And I want to see what these guys have. Like I'm willing to push some of these prospects up into bigger fights quicker in this division than I am maybe some others. I'm ready to give Lerone Murphy a little bit of a push, if you will. Give me Lerone Murphy versus the loser of Danny Gay versus Josh Emmett. You want to do the loser of Shane Burgos versus Billy Q? I'm good with that as well. Maybe that makes more sense. But Murphy versus Ige or Murphy versus Emmett, that is just awesome. I want to see what this guy has. I really do. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that one works. Any other night, he gets a he gets a fifty thousand dollars performance bonus. Certainly, uh, I'm 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 assuming the UFC took care of him, uh, at least in some way. I gave him, gave him some extra cash, uh, you know, one of those discretionary bonuses. But damn, that knockout was so nasty. I felt so bad for uh, Makwani Murakani. He he was really shaken. I think not just obviously the the damage he took. I think there's that part of him that's like like you said with with Li Jing Liang, you know, his loss to Shimaev. Like even in that moment, sort of questioning like, man, what is what is next for me now? You know. Uh, three straight losses, uh, four out of five. Maybe he gets cut by the UFC, and if he doesn't, where does he sit in the in the in the in the you know the totem pole right now? And uh, it's just really been tough for him to get a win lately, and to just be knocked out clean like that. Uh, speaking speaking of guys we might not see fight for a year, I mean maybe Makwan needs to take some time off. Yeah, I, I mean Makwan fights are kind of easy to predict at this point. You got it. He can get rid of you in the first, but if you get out of that first round, it's it's kind of like academic at this point so mm-hmm. so that's a wild card pick do we have uh do we have check the tapes do we have any further mic checks because if there are no I'm ready. no even if there were i would just i would lie to you and tell you that there weren't <laughs> I, I feel like you have you've been no no this week uh no check so we thank thank goodness thank you mike for getting that uh giving us that mic check early we just got some uh shared listener points everyone and sort of an update on some matchups that i know people have been looking for uh Kata versus chikadze was finally i, I believe was finally confirmed uh, Mike, no more having to uh, no more having to uh, Mike uh, Mike drop people. That's yes. uh, January fifteenth. Uh, we haven't confirmed this one yet, but I do believe, and I'm pretty sure this will happen. Brian Battle versus Treshawn Gore, uh, which was supposed to be the tough twenty eight finale. Uh, it does look like they will meet on February fifth, and uh, Alexander Hernandez is fighting Moicano, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, UFC 271, February 12th. So these are all bouts that people called for uh, as a group. So share your point, everyone. Uh, Good job. Good job on uh, sniffing those ones out. There we go. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Shall we uh shall we head to the peeps? And I'm sure the, oh, the disclaimer has oh, has grown a little bit. 
It has grown a little bit. Again, I'll, 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 I'll add things to take away from things. I mean, I think at some point people get the point. But, guys, uh, for the most part, we're going to mention winners uh, unless they're in the main event or title fight. So in this case, you're going to hear a lot of names, a lot of Blahovitz, a lot of uh, Sanhagen. Uh, categories rule is really what applies for Otno points. You're really only going to get a solo point, obviously, if you were the only one to think of that matchup. Uh, you may have just made a mistake, guys. Weight class, they might have fought already recently. They might be injured, released, fighter could already booked, etc. If Guys, if you are going to – I need to know – if you don't put like a two or something next to two people who have already fought, I'm going to assume you didn't remember they fought. Uh, generally, generally. Sometimes I'll give some people the ban from the doubt, but please try and remember if it is a rematch that you know it's a rematch. So I don't think you've just made a mistake. Uh, stop sending in picks for Tim Means for now, guys. Uh, hashtag, lobby <laughs> for hashtag lobby for Robbie. I'm sorry. I don't. Uh, there were none this week, but I just want to remind people. Uh, uh, Umar Nurmagomedov, guys, he fights in the UFC's bantamweight division. Uh, Usman Nurmagomedov is in the Bellator welterweight division, so let's get that one clear. <laughs> we had we had someone apologizing for last week, uh, so I just want to make sure this doesn't happen going forward. I'm going to keep that one in the disclaimer for at least I think uh, a few weeks. That's uh, hopefully, people will learn. And then, of course, guys, your pick might just be doo doo, and that uh, we don't want to read it. So look inward if you're like, why didn't my why didn't my pick get read? Look inward, and you will you will find the answer. Touche. So before we get into the actual matchmaking from the peeps, I do want to address this because we talked about it on the post fight show. This is Ooh. a horrifying memory of yesterday's card. Uh, here's Garrett Trammell, who chimes in from time to time. Sometimes he has some BTL questions and things like that. Will you discuss some kind of fight stopping button? I think if the head referee is outraged like Mark Gardard was, he should be able to stop the fight. He should be able to overrule the ref in the cage. I love MMA. But that was brutal, and I see why some people are so turned off by the sport. Of course, he's talking about the fight between Eliza Zaleski dos Santos and Benoit Saint-Denis. Things got ugly. I thought we saw a 10-7 round yesterday. Poor Benoit Saint-Denis just got getting lit up like a Christmas tree, multiple Christmas trees, over and over again. The guy could barely stand, walk, or breathe, and he's just getting punched over and over again like 80 times in a row. Referee is just standing there. Not, not only does he not stop it, but he doesn't even look like he's even close to stopping it. He is ready to watch a body drop in the cage in, in just such a savage way and not in a good savage way. This was bad. This was really bad. Fortunately, the UFC pulled him from the rest of the card. The commission said, nope, we're not letting you go on and, and referee any more fights. But what are your thoughts on this? Maybe a, a like a... America's got talent, Canada's got talent, fight stopping button where like I, a referee gets in cage side. If he feels like the referee in the cage is not doing his job, you can just go push the push the buzzer down. That's a no that's that's a no for that's a no for me, dog. Um no, uh this is who's this Garrett? Garrett Trammell, yep. Garrett, I like the idea. Obviously, I don't think they would do it. I think uh, it would kind of undermine sort of the, the system that they're trying to, to do here. But I, I don't mind the idea. I, when you mentioned, I wasn't thinking reality show, Mike. I was thinking more like a, a driving instructor. They had the brake. They got the brake on their side. It's like <laughs> like the special car with the <laughs> driving instructor brake. That'd be crazy. Like, a, yeah, a, a, God, a Goddard button or uh, whoever, whatever other veteran referee. Maybe Mark Ratner could be in charge of it, too. I don't know. Um but yeah, they were saying, I think on the broadcast, uh, that they could see Mark Goddard. He looked visibly, like, clearly upset. We know uh, later in the evening that I think it was, it wasn't Mark Goddard, but I'm sure he consulted Mark Ratner, who, and it was Mark Ratner who made the call um, with the UFC kind of acting as their own commissioner in Abu Dhabi, uh, made the call to uh, take uh, referee Kisilev uh, out of the equation. He was supposed to do, apparently, he was supposed to do the Ankalaev-Uzdemir fight. 
So uh, he missed out on doing a, a, a main card pay-per-view bout, which is a good thing. He clearly, <laughs> I, I don't know, clearly just was incompetent on this evening. So, um, yeah, it would be very funny and possibly helpful if there could be uh, an outside uh, uh, influence that could that could make these calls when the referee is uh, is is out of pocket like that. So it's a cool suggestion. Yes. Now we go to the matchmaking. Poppy underscore Bryant said, I had to ref some hockey this week, late nights, to make some cash, but could not miss this pay-per-view. Keep up the great work, guys, <laughs> on this and all the other podcasts. By the way, Mike, can you get Javid Basharat on We Got Next? That would be awesome. Uh, he will not be on We Got Next, but that's because our, our colleague Damon Martin has already interviewed him, so look for that coming sometime this week. Uh, wild card pick, Petrosky versus Misha Serkinoff. Uh, Ankalaya versus Jan. Shamaya versus Wonderboy, time for the top five test. Volkov versus the winner of Lewis versus Dacus, get revenge or stop a surging star. Makachev versus Dariush, I feel like lightweight is really tight, and I think there's so many options depending on who wins the next two big lightweight fights. It'll be Charles versus Justin or Chandler versus Diamond, unless Charles wins and Chandler wins, then maybe Makachev slides in, so I'll go with this fight for him See? instead. See? <laughs> yep, Jan versus Sterling, Teixeira versus the winner of Yuri versus Rakic. JK, I know that's not going to happen. I wish. Tixera versus Yuri. Uh, thank you, Poppy. Brandon Nunez. Um, he wanted to check the tapes. Pretty sure it's a shared point, but the matchup is Teporia versus Mofsar. Sent it July 11th. That is true. Uh, Nunez likes Mo- Murphy versus Sodiq Youssef. I believe Youssef has a fight booked. Maybe he doesn't. I have to look Let me. Up. I don't think he does. I will look at I don't think he does. I don't mind that one. Hebas versus the winner of Lamos versus Nunez. Ankalaev versus Craig 2 if Gus doesn't fight. Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns. Islam versus Darius. Jan versus Volkan. Uh, Glover versus Yuri. What a juicy fight. Yes, that is a very interesting fight. Uh, what is this? Yusuf, Yusuf is uh, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> uh, oh, what did he do? Hold on. Uh-oh, forward formatting thing. All right. M. Ruffles. Holy cow. All right. Contender series. Oh, yes, our, yes our, he's your. We said this a lot. He's your problem now. Uh, and I say I say problem the fondest <laughs> way. Yeah, he's, he sends in these these beautiful looking uh, spreadsheets. And uh, Mike, by all means, go. All for right, it. let's go for it. Contender series: Manuel Manuel Torres versus Kevin Kroom, Kareen Silva versus Mandy Boehm, Javid Basharat versus Zivia uh, Lazishvili, Christian Quinones uh, versus Johnny Munoz, Gadzi Omar Gadzia versus Duran Win. I think one of my guys. Also recommended Basher. Wow, two guys recommending Basharat versus Lazishvili. How about that? Great minds. Great minds. Great minds. Uh, let's go, see guys. if there's anything different here. Sanhagen versus Devalishvili. Mm-hmm. Volkov versus Blades. Chamaya versus Muhammad. Ankalaya versus Gustafson. Hibas versus mm. Jaunan. Tugagov versus Landwehr. That's a crazy fight. Uh, Dariah versus Serkinov. Zaleski versus Rachmanov. Mm, yeah, I don't mind that one. I, I, I keep forgetting Sirkinov uh, dropped down to 185. That's right. It's, yeah. Uh, Oleg yeah. versus M- Mazarov. Murphy versus Sungwoo Choi. Petrosky versus Kizriev. Uh, Ulan Bakov versus Mateus Nikolaou. That's a crazy fight. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Con Wizzle 91. Hey, Mike. Well, Glover versus Jerry is the obvious one. I'll say I'd like to see Jan versus Anthony Smith. Once Smith's staff has cleared up, that's not a bad fight either. I don't mind that at all. Let's go through here. Volkov versus Jarazino. Hamzat versus Neil Magny. Hamzat looked for real. Magny seemed to be the only welterweight who wanted to fight Hamzat. That's that's true. Magny is interesting. Magny's been calling for that fight for a while. He wants it. Yep. 
Hibaz versus Tisha Torres. I don't mind I'm that okay one. With that. I'm okay no, with that. Not one. at all. Not at all. This isn't like a. I saw a lot of that. It's a legit fight. Like it's not a. Uh, you know, it's not a. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not the. What's the word? Man, is what we call Tisha Torres all the time. It's just a solid gatekeeper, journey gatekeeper. Woman. It's not a gatekeeper, gatekeeper. fight. It's a legit okay. fight. Why am I not thinking of gatekeeper? Jeez Louise. <laughs> uh, what's up? Casey Ryan. What's up, Mike and AK? Thanks a lot for the birthday wishes last week. My picks, although it was nice watching those two old men battle for the belt, the obliterating force known as Yuri is coming. If Glover is smart, he'll retire before the match is made. I could not disagree with that point anymore. I think Glover's got a really good shot of winning that fight. I've heard people say it. For Islam, fight with Dariush for the next shot is the only thing that makes sense. Uh, what else we got? Also, I think Dan should go to 170. Dan Hooker, he, pronouns, pal. Seems the ceiling is capped at lightweight. There's fun fights for him at welterweight. He's also a tall guy, so he wouldn't give up much size. Maybe Dan Hooker versus D-Rod. Remember when he used to fight at featherweight? I know. I think I saw a suggestion for someone saying he should drop back to featherweight in these, in these oh, picks no, as well. Oh, no. God, no. So stay tuned Please for that. God, no. Uh, Hamzat back to Magni Ankaliyev I'm going with Rakic Smith recently said I'm believing me that he tore his knee had surgery Yuri's likely getting the next shot so Rakic is the only one left unless you do Ankaliyev versus John so there we go Kyle Smith hey guys let's have Ankaliyev take on Santos another Hamzat versus Matt man a lot of a lot of, uh, a lot of Magni love for this one which is not surprising mm-hmm. uh, Volkov versus Aspinall from Kyle Smith Islam to fight the Chandler Gaethje winner if they don't give him Dariush Jan versus Sandman was such fun. Glover finally getting the title. He's got Yuri in his near future. Absolutely. John Ray. Uh, I only work four Saturdays a year, and this is one, but I got to catch a couple. Hibas versus Zhao Nan. Ankaliyev versus Dominic Reyes. Another Shemayev Magni. This is Neil Effing Magni. Dan Hooker versus Tony Ferguson. Uh, another Sanhagen Marab. I feel like we're going to go down that road. Couple. Uh, Finally managed to sort my rankings before the show airs. Here are the fights I would like to see. Petrosky versus Maximoff. I like that fight a lot. That makes, that makes sense. perfect sense. Murphy versus Barboza. Uh, Oleg versus Menafield. Don't mind that. Ooh, Eliza Zaleski, Dos Santos versus Michel Pajeda, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw that one. <laughs> Tukagoff, like <laughs> Tukagoff versus Bryce Mitchell. Uh, Shamaya versus Luke. I'm with you. Um, Jan versus Anthony Smith Owen Carroll Jan versus Anthony Smith holy moly this, you guys are just bringing the thunder with these with these books got some books here uh, <laughs> Ulanbakov versus Sumaderji Petrosky versus Jack Marshman Oleg Zaychuk versus Ryan Spann Zaleski versus Randy Brown everybody flaming this ref oh okay everybody flaming Ooh. this ref yet we're applauding Ooh. When Max killed Calvin or complained when the ref stopped Sugar versus Moutinho. Some no, people didn't. some people like DC <laughs> need to make their minds up. He laughs when Cater is dying, but cries when someone else is hurt. Also, the point was a good call. It was Aleski's third foul. Who was applauding uh, Max Hollow uh, destroy like we said it was an exciting fight, and for one thing, that Cater was much more in that fight than uh, than for Benoit Saint Denis was. Um, but we did talk a lot. We it was maybe among us. We did talk about it after like how brutal that was um, and how it could have been stopped, right? To the point where he was. In, I think I was. I think it was you that interviewed him about the the stoppage, Mike. Asking like if his corner had considered uh, 
uh, Cater, his corner considered throwing in the towel and all that, right? You, you, I you did a 40-minute interview with, with Tyson Chartier about that. Yeah, it's been talked about. Um, again, I, I get it. I think when people say these comments, they don't mean you and me. They don't mean MMA fighting necessarily. Maybe just uh, – in this case, I think he said the commentary, which is, I think, somewhat fair, I guess. Uh, the Chris Moutinho thing. What did he say? That we criticized Herb Dean for stopping the fight? We criticized – yeah, we criticized Herb Dean oh, for stopping that one. I didn't at all. So, but some people did. So, uh, okay, I get it. He's not talking about us specifically. I, I, I get the broader media. But I don't know. I, I think I always tell people when they make these like, oh, I, why does the media do this? It's like, just maybe take a better account of who you're listening to because you'll probably find arguments on both sides. You might just only be seeing one of them or being like being annoyed by one of them. But usually there's a count, almost always a counter to um, you know, that, uh, that perspective. Yeah, Herb Dean, at least with the cater thing, was like, do something. Throw a strike, defend yourself, mm-hmm. and Kata yeah. would like land a big right hand and yes. would listen to him. This referee was just like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. watching just Dos watching. Santos literally hit him eighty straight times unanswered, Ugh. and just dying. Like literally, the cage is holding yeah. this man up. That's the only it's thing holding him up. It's not the same. Yeah, you can't compare the two. It's just not. Like Cater knew where he was the entire time, and then the eye poke thing was hilarious too. Dude gets poked in the eye. Like it's into the. <sighs> I don't mind the point. I mean, I, I I hated the point. I hated the point being taken away because it was like such an incidental. Like it barely grazed him. I thought it, I didn't even think he hit, he landed it low, but yeah, dude, it's an eye poke. Guy literally Ben Austin he says, "I literally can't see. I can't see." And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this good dude's gonna get a DQ win or no contest or something. But it would have just gone to it to the scorecards anyways. But. And they didn't even let the doctor come in to like look at him. He just goes, "Oh, okay. You can, can you see it all? Oh, a little. Okay, fight. What an idiot." Uh, yeah, Kisilev. Uh, the, when he took the point for the groin check, was it was a real like, "I'm in control of this fight. Don't worry, guys." Moment. You know, I was like, "Oh, I got this. I got. I hear. I hear you. I hear you guys shouting at, at Casey. I, I, I'm just fine. I got it. I got it." Idiots. Uh, Dariah versus Jung Young Park. Zabira versus Laurel Murphy, Hibas versus Torres, Ankalaev versus Santos. He's with you there. Shabaya versus Luke in a main event. Uh, Volkov versus Stipe Miocic, AK. Volkov versus Stipe. Yeah, no, I saw people saying, like, they need to see that fight happen, um, which is, uh, yeah, I think it'd be, I think that's a very smart fight for Stipe to take. I think, uh, I'm sure he'd also look at it like, man, if I lose to Volkov, like, man, I might be done. But I think it's a very winnable fight for him. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't see Volkov as being a big name, but for sure, that's a, that's a good matchup. Chris London, Hooker versus Fazeev, but Fazeev fighting Brad Riddell, so maybe afterwards, if if Fazeev wins, you can do that. Volkov versus Romanov, I do, that's a that's a crazy fight. That'd be a mm. hey. You just want to fight against a, like a top ten guy, so we're gonna have you fight the most dangerous guy outside the top fifteen. Chabora <laughs> uh, versus Arlovsky, I don't mind that one. Shemayev Luke again. Jingliang versus Salikov. Hebaz versus Andra- versus Jessica Andraj? Wow. All right. Hebaz versus Je- Oh right, right. Because yeah, right. We 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 don't know if Jessica Andraj might return to one fifteen. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Wow. All right. Tugagov versus Sadiq Yusuf, Jarai versus Abdurahimov, Laurel Murphy versus Bryce Mitchell. I would like to see that fight. I don't think they'll do that so quickly though. Uh, Drew Hilty, good morning of great morning of fights. Nice to eat breakfast and watch some fisticuffs. Let's see if we get anything new here. Islam jumps everyone, gets next title shot, have Darius fight Chandler Gaethje winner. All right. Hamza versus Kiesa Brady winner. Keep building him, or if he's feeling wild, going up to take that Strickland fight. Ankalaev versus Rakic. Wildcard and Racy Murphy in there with the top 15 guy. Murphy versus Barboza. 
Mm. Uh, I don't even know where we're at. I, we got a lot here. Holy cow. Turd it's, Ferguson. Yeah. I'm just going to read a few more and then I'm going to turn it over to you because I don't do want to. Do what like, you got to do because I got a lot too. There's so, it's so like, many. If you, need to read, if you need to read a ton, read a ton because uh, I'm going to have a lot as well. So <laughs> don't stop on my account. Mike, I'll read please. this one. Turd Ferguson suggests Glover Teixeira versus the winner of Vadim Nemkov versus Corey Anderson. It's time for some crossover fights. Agreed. I wish. Yeah. I wish we could do that. Uh, let's see. Ankalaya versus Dominic Reyes. Hamza Shamaya versus Nico Price. I mean, that's a wild fight, but I think Shamaya probably deserves. It doesn't do a lot for Hamza. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just there for a fight. Uh, Dos Santos versus Warley Alves. Zubaira versus Nate Landwehr. Hebas Mackenzie Dern rematch. I actually wouldn't mind seeing that. Did they, they, and they said specifically rematch. Yeah, I mean that's. I, okay, I good, have to assume. Good. I, 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 I don't know. I had some people. I had a couple people say, "I like." I'm not going to read it out because I'm not going to shame them. They just said, "They said, uh, uh, yeah." Wait, wait. Uh, does McKenzie? No, she doesn't have a fight. No, she just lost to Marina. Okay, Hopkins. yeah. They mentioned Mackenzie Dern and Hebas and did not put a two or rematch next to it. And I was just like, <sighs> gritted my teeth, Mike. Yes, Grinding my gears. And he likes Ulambakov, which I assume the winner of uh, Bontarine versus Brandon Royval on January 15th, which is fine. Uh, Gerard Biagin. Let's see if we got anything new here. Sanhagen is this a newcomer. Are these new people? Are some of these new people? Gerard, I believe, is new last week. Oh, okay. Uh, there's so many. This is unbelievable. Uh, he likes Sanhagen versus the Cruz Munoz winner. No problem with that. Hooker versus RDA. Ozdemir versus Tiago Santos. Shamaya versus Bilal Muhammad. Lee versus the Kiesa Brady loser. Oleg Zaychuk versus Menafield. Lerone Murphy versus the winner of Ryan Hall versus Derek Minner, AK. Yeah, yeah, I saw that come on. I like it. I like it. Uh, I just R- want to read like R- all R- the Hamza R- ones. I repeat Minner and uh, Lerone Murphy if that happens, sadly. but uh... Yeah, I think uh, Sports Takes likes Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns. I think at this point it's just kind of the... Hamzat sweepstakes because I think all these matchups have pretty much been said. Francesco, our big fan from Italy, Sanhagen versus the loser of Aldo Font. Makachev needs a top five before to go for the title. Uh, Volkov versus Miacic. Wildcards, Murphy versus Feely. I don't mind that one. Petrosky versus Gichirico. Zaleski versus Danny Hot Chocolate Roberts. Matt Ravelli. Ankalaya versus Paulo Costa. I think it would be a great scrap. Perfect fight to see how Paulo stacks up at 205. Damn. That's fun. That'd be so... Oh, gosh. I don't I don't like Costa's chances in that one. No, I don't either. That's why I like Costa versus Kuchalaba. Robbie Ryan, good day, gentlemen. Don't worry about us down under. Everything is okay. You can't believe what you <laughs> see on the news. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Glover versus Yuri. Yuri wins. Jones returns to 205 to fight Yuri. I don't see that happening. No. Unless he just starts running marathons tomorrow. I mean, Jones is a monster at this point. And and didn't you hear uh, Yuri has to like win, defend, has to win the title and defend it two times before he can even like say anything about Jones. Apparently, according to Jones's new social media rules, right? Jones is like don't don't talk about me, don't talk about me unless you had two title defenses. So, Robbie Ryan says Jan Blachowicz should retire. He'll need to win another two to three fights to get another shot. That's a big ask. I don't agree with that. No. This no, and, and even if he doesn't, it's it's like, like if he wants to keep fighting, you should keep fighting. And, and he's healthy enough to do it. I mean, come on. Uh, Makachev versus Poirier. Oliveira winner. No other option. Shamaya versus Bagney or Bilal. Bilal won't take that fight. 
It's Magny versus Shemaev. Shemaev wins. I don't care who Volkov, Tabor, and Goliath or Ozdemir fight next. <laughs> thank you for your honesty. Thank you. No, thank you for your honesty. Yes. Uh, Tristan Gordetz. Here we go. Let's get this in there. Uh, let's see if there's anything new. Hamza versus Neil Magny. If you remember Neil Magny's tweet responding to Hamza's Twitter post, make sure you keep that same energy. When I see you in person, I'll give you my word that I'm slapping you on site. Yeah, I mean, if they make it, fine. I think I actually think Shamayev is ahead of him at this point, which is kind of weird to say. Hebas versus Michelle Watterson. Amanda needs to prove that she could beat an experienced veteran. Michelle needs it, where she could start her way back up the rankings to possibly contend for a title. Long process, but a good start. I like that. John Deroba versus Angel Hill that, rematch. That, he that's, likes where well. that's where I would have gone for Hebas. If uh, if I you picked her as my wild card, definitely would have gone Michelle Watterson. Um, also, I think they were previously scheduled to fight at one point, right? It just, just fell through. And then, of course, we can't have a Tristan Gordat DM session without oh him mentioning Shavkat Rachmanov. Mike, no mention of our boy Rachmanov on the UFC 267 post-fight show that we want to see Hamzat fight? Or did you leave his name out for a reason because you want to see them face each other down the road if Hamzat possibly wins the title in a couple of years? I like what you did there. I, I, listen, it is what it is. You're not going to match those two guys up right now. It makes absolutely no sense. Two of your brightest prospects at 170. You just don't do that. Rachmanov and, and Shamayev, as good as Rachmanov is, and is intrigued with the career trajectory that this man has, Shamayev is so far ahead of him right now. He's a star. The guy is the next big star of the UFC. He might already be there, AK. So you can't you can't I, have him go back and fight Rachmanov. It makes no sense. My my best friend, I don't appreciate people trying to bait you into mic checks. I feel like especially we know Tristan. He's a troll. We know this. Uh, but I don't want anyone else to get any ideas that like they can just throw out some wild idea just because you want to you want to get this uh, you know a classic response from Mike. All right, Mike is not a toy. All right, Mike's not a toy. You wind up, uh, <laughs> and then he and then he and then he he he, he unloads uh, you know some verbiage on you. All right, this man is an this is an intelligent man who's here to give intelligent takes. Stop antagonizing him. That's right. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm sorry. We end with Patrick Austin. Hamza versus Nate Diaz. I'll have more later. <laughs> okay. I'm working, but that's a fight to make. Or if he really wants to be a badass, Hamza goes to 185 and fights Strickland. He likes Lerone Murphy versus Dan Hooker. Okay, so this is the one. Yes, I think Hooker should return to 145. He has money now for a dietitian. Okay. I mean, that, that's a fun fight. I, I don't see it happening, but that's a fun fight. Uh, Oleg Zaychek versus Ryan Spann. Dos Santos versus Li Jingliang, two on the next card in Brazil. Leach had home field advantage last time. Hebuzz versus Mackenzie Dern. It'll be six months before anyone will agree to fight these two guys, so why don't we just have a fun one at 170 on the on the Poirier card. Islam versus Hamzat at 170? Sure. Someday. Patrick, someday. I mean, I'd be cool someday, but I, I'm, that's not happening. Doesn't do anything for either guy right now, honestly. Sanhagen needs to eat and go fight Arnold Allen at 145. <laughs> what is going on, Patrick? Ozdemir <laughs> versus Costa in a fight for the not getting released belt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly, the outcome of the Hamza versus Islam fight could bring Habib out of retirement. I mean, can you imagine Habib versus Hamza? Patrick Austin is all over the place. But in the real world, Hamza is probably going to fight Wonder Boy. Poor little Tink Tink Leon Edwards. And then he ends with hashtag smartest listener. Patrick. Patrick. In reference to in reference to himself? Yeah. Remember he last week on the show he was like, why is Tristan Gordat the guy? I want to be the guy. Ah uh, yes, the feud. Ah uh, yes, the the uh, the Otno card we're Otno the card we're building for Otno one. So let me just and this is this is tough. This is tough. 
Before we turn it over to AK, 10-9, Tristan Gordat. Oh, wow. Over to you, AK. Was it different last week? Did Patrick get the 10-9? Patrick just laid down the gauntlet. Oh, okay, okay. This is uh, the first but round. I guess this is the first round, and Tristan's got the oh, lead. You've, you've, given the fan, you've given the listeners another thing to sink their teeth into. So, so will Tristan be Makwan Amirkani, or will he be Piotr Jan? Let's see. Will he get better as the fight goes, or will he start to fade? Your move, Patrick Austin. Your move. <laughs> On to you, AK. Loctagon, if you're out there, do not keep track of the scores. <laughs> Fine, we can handle it. Don't add this to anything. I'm telling you not to. And and uh, to Patrick, can we not have Hooker drop down to 145? It, I don't think the weight cut was the issue. I mean, I get what you're saying. He could drop down to 145 and probably be more optimal than he was before. But, like, he's losing decisions to, to like, Maximo Blanco and Jason Knight as a featherweight that to me suggests he wasn't at his best uh, and no disrespect to those guys but Dan Hooker's a better fighter than both those guys in, in MMA anyway and uh, if, if they met him at lightweight I think he's a, a different fighter and would have beat both of them so uh, I don't want to see that uh, okay how do I start this gosh that was such a god listeners are, are already on fire well uh, all right consensus picks there you go this will settle us down of course, the share versus Prohachka uh, and Jan versus Sterling, you know, the two every, pretty much on everybody's card. Um, Ren Odenheimer had this to say about the share versus Prohachka. He said, uh, he says, a while back, I floated the idea of having potential alter- alternatives booked to fight each other on the same card. And uh, Glover's to share's championship victory has led me to consider this when matching for him. I don't want to wait until May to see him fight again. I figure a great way to entice him to fight earlier would be for the UFC to run a pay-per-view in Brazil in late February to coincide with Carnival. Uh, this is my note. Um, I, I don't know what the COVID situation is in Brazil uh, and if that's even possible, but I like the idea. Uh, Glover headlines against Yuri Prochka is planned, uh, and he says Glover needs to be booked to headline in Brazil as champ. Uh, Jan Blachowicz hasn't done enough to earn an immediate rematch, but his accomplishments are significant enough to make himself the number one alternate. Book him on the same card against Rakic. If Yuri falls out of the main event, then Jan replaces him for a shot at the belt. <clears throat> Excuse me. If it's Glover, Glover that falls out, then Jan replaces him for an interim belt and then uh, to fight Yuri. And then if both of them fall out, then you throw Jan and Rockets to an interim title fight. So that's kind of a cool idea. Again, I, I hope things open up more for the UFC and uh, MMA in general because uh, it would be nice for Teixeira to get a, uh, a championship defense in Brazil. Uh, Teixeira, uh, someone else suggested the Teixeira versus Prohachka Rakic winner, as I did. So I'm also sharing my Otno exemption, even though they're not technically me. I am sharing this exemption with Liam Perry and Barry O'Reilly. Guys, we're going to we're going to make this happen. Uh, Blakovich versus Ankalaya, very popular. Blakovich, Anthony Smith. Uh, Sanhagen versus Font Aldo, winner or loser, some mixture there. And then, yes, Davalashvili, a very popular choice for him. Uh, I think the most popular I saw for Makachev was definitely Dariush. Um, also some combination of either Gaethje or Chandler, but, uh, Dariush, I think was the one for like, yes, this, this is the clear cut number one contenders fight. Both guys deserve a, a spot like that. Um, uh, go with it. Uh, Volkov, the most I saw, yes, with us, with the Rosenstruck matchup, also the Lewis Dacus winner, December or, or loser, December 18th. So, uh, some combination of that. So you guys, again, there's a lot of points to be going around. Mike Shamayev versus Luke was very popular. Uh, Michael Conifry said, Hamzat smash. Yep. Hamzat untouched. Definitely. Hamzat undefeated, of course. Hamzat versus Luke next. I think so. Uh, Shamai versus Magni was delivered a lot of that as well. At Ayo, it's dad saying, I don't want to rush Hamzat into a top five fight yet. This is long overdue. Perfect story, build in place. And Hayes third said about that matchup. Uh, Neil Magni has been calling for the fight for a while. He thinks it'll be a good test for Hamzat. Also, 
Neil deserves his big shot at a big prospect as he's a veteran of the sport and has been an active fighter. Although he admits that uh, matchmaking for Hamzat will be tough with how active he has been before. Uh, hopefully we see Shemaya fight more now. Oh, or I think you're saying the opposite. He could fight again in two weeks and that changes everything. <laughs> uh, Ankalaya versus Rakic. Thomas Collins says, my reason for this is I don't think that the UFC is a fan of Rakic. I have a feeling that for next year's Fight Island card, I want a Russian in the main event. Therefore, I suspect Rakic and Ankalaya fight early next year with the winner of that fight competing next September against the winner of Glover and Yiri. So some uh, some real projecting there. Uh, Tiago Santos, also popular for Ankalaev. Uh, Hibas, Gadelia, Torres, Watterson. Everyone wants to know where the hell Claudia Gadelia is. I <laughs> uh, saw so a couple people suggest Tukagov versus Murphy 2. With Ryan Doherty, I don't know if this was a typo. He called him Thug Kakov. I assume it was a typo, but now I think it's kind of a cool nickname. Um, so, Ryan Doherty, feel free to clear that one up for me. And the whole color thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zaleski versus Price uh, was a popular pick. Alechik, Alechik, excuse me, versus Jacoby. Though some also threw out Alechik versus Kujalaba, with Barry O'Reilly specifically saying, F the cost of fight. Sorry, Mike. Let's make this all Eastern European battle. So some people are just saying, sorry, no Kujalaba Costa, but I thought that was perfect. And uh, I know we've said uh, Molina versus Jake Hadley would be great, but uh, a lot of people want to see him fight Lembekov. So again, a lot of great matchups. Some side of you guys, I keep track of all these things. Don't worry. Uh, let's go back to Michael Conifrey, who liked uh, this on Instagram. Ulambeka versus Kai Car France, if he loses to Cody Garbrandt. Uh, what are some other good ones here? Uh, Zaleski versus Muhammad, and he, he just made a note that, uh, wow, that referee, uh, Kisilev, is giving Al Guinea a run for his money <laughs> for the worst ref of the year award. Gets, uh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Guinea was the one wow. who had uh, poor, poor Jamal Hill continue with his arm literally <laughs> looking like it was going to fall off uh, in his fight with uh, Paul Craig. So, Al Guinea, you're lucky because everyone's going to be talking about Kislev now, uh, totally forgetting about whatever the hell that was. Uh, Matt Bradbury, Petrovsky versus Gilbert Urbina. Obviously, it's a tough 28 reference, so I like that. Murphy versus Andre Feely. Oleg Sechuk versus Alonzo Menafield. Durayev versus Gregory Rodriguez. I think I like. I feel like that one, Mike. That that's pretty cool. It's a good one. Uh, Buffalo Gums. I wrote something funny. I think so. I have to read this. Alexeychuk uh, versus Shogun. Huh. Interesting. I I don't know what kind of fight Shogun's looking for at this point in his career. Because that to me is a fight he could win. So maybe that's the kind of fight he wants to go out on. But also, isn't he, you know, isn't there, aren't there Legends fights he could go after? I just hadn't thought about matchmaking Shogun in a while. I think he hasn't fought in almost a year, and it's probably just about to be removed from uh, from my rankings. So, uh, Volkov versus... You, how, how did you feel about Volkov versus Romanov? Um, I mean, sure. It just seemed kind of weird. Top five guy gets a win, and now has to fight Romanov. It just... I, I don't mind it. I'd like to see it. I think Romanov is that good. It'd be an interesting fight. It just seems... Maybe that's just the state of the division right now, and there's just no other options. What about Volkov versus Espino? Less, less, because Espino's coming off of a quote-unquote loss. So, yeah, I mean, All right. sure. Thank you, Buffalo Gums, for the suggestions. Uh, someone who specifically asked for me to refer to them as D Wizzle ninety seven. This is twice they've said, make, "Please make sure you call me D Wizzle ninety seven. Well, D Wizzle ninety seven, you've got your wish. Uh, uh, one comment from them I want to read. Uh, Glover, retire on top, and Yuri and Jan. 
for the vacant uh, light heavyweight title. So I know, Mike, you don't like the idea of uh, Glover retiring, but apparently people are saying, again, hey, maybe this is the best way to go. Uh, you, you and I both disagree, I know. MMA heads, uh, as always, with some great matchups. Uh, Tukugov versus Sung Wu Choi, Duraya versus Tikiriko, Zaleski versus the Neil Ponzanibio loser. That'd be a nice step up, I think. Uh, UFC 269, December 11th. Uh, Petrosky versus recent uh, Contender Series contract winner uh, Kayo Boralio. Boralio? Boralio. And Olympekov versus uh, Jake Hadley. So we'll see a lot. Uh, and uh, MMA Head's always throwing out these uh, Contender Series matchups. As I said, they also had Bash Lajvili. Omar Gadziev. Gadi Omar Gadziev versus Roman Kopolov. Christian Kinones versus the Randy Costa. Ke- uh, Tony Kelly loser. That's UFC 269. Kareem Silva versus the Jillian uh, Robertson Priscilla Cachoeira loser. UFC 269 again. And uh, Manuel Torres versus Eric Ghost Pepper Gonzalez. So uh, some interesting matchups there. Carlos Torres Buckley Cazeres uh, also wrote something I apparently felt like reading. If I can find there, where are they? Ah, yes. Uh, good matchups here. Let's see. Shamaya versus Uriah Hall. Yeah. What do you think, Mike? I mean, sure. I mean, listen, you can't go wrong. You really cannot go wrong. Uriah would definitely take it. Uriah Hall would definitely do it because what a way to regain some some momentum, right? Yeah, I think Um, he would get – I mean, he – Shemaya's probably a 9-to-1 favorite in that fight. But, I mean, interesting. One, Hall's got power, man. Uh, Makachev versus Ferguson. Uh, Makachev said that ship has sailed, but I mean, if it came up, I don't know. He might consider it. And uh, Jan, Jan, Jan versus Dwalishvili. Just give Dwalishvili the next title shot. Sheesh. No, but I don't know. We, listen, may, listen. If, if Sterling can't make it, they book the fight. Sterling can't make it. Now you can slide Marab in. Take one for the My teammate. Goodness. My goodness, that would that would be. Uh... Yeah, he'd win it for him. Uh, he just a great card. Referee uh, Vyacheslav Kisilev wanted to see death. Thank goodness they pulled him out. And uh, he says, happy Halloween uh, to you and Mike. Thank you. Happy Halloween to you, Carlos. Uh, and my man from Markham, Nivathan Kuganantham, has a question. Uh, first, I'll read the one. He had one really good. I like Olechik versus Nchukwe. Question. UFC 268. Uh, not this fight. He needs more promotion, he says. But is it just me? Or does Gaethje versus Chandler have an underlying coach's beef after Usman switched gyms, right? Because Usman went from Sanford and now he's working with Gaethje. Is that right? He's working with Gaethje at Elevation? Yeah, Do I don't that- know if there's... I don't know if there's... I, mean, I don't know if there's a coach... If there wasn't a coaching beef really between Burns and Usman, there certainly isn't going to be one here. I don't think you need any added storylines for this fight. I just think <laughs> I think it's so good. There's so much at stake the stakes are high. It's a dangerous fight for both guys. It's just an awesome piece of business. This is the best fight on paper for the rest of the year. It was better than anything on 267 on paper, better than anything on 268 on paper, better than anything else on paper, if we're being honest. Just no one has had a bad thing to say about it. This thing doesn't need anything extra. You don't need to sell it anymore with any additional sizzle. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that that factors into it. Maybe for Chandler. Maybe maybe there's some added chip on his shoulder. Chandler's that kind of a guy who seems to search those out, but I think he knows what he's the smoke he's walking into on Saturday at MSG. 
I think I think he's also uh, what uh, Nevathan's suggesting is maybe more like we we'll get a scathing Henry Hooft promo this week or something. How dare you? How dare you leave uh, leave us for Colorado? Uh, you fool! I don't know. That's again. This is it's probably not going to happen. It's probably it's not going to become the story of the week. But uh, thank you, Nevathan, for the question. Going to emails now. We've got a first timer. They did not leave their name, just their email address. I'll just read the first part of it. Arne, Arnie Clemens, ninety nine. Uh, long-time listener, first-time responder from the Netherlands. What is up? What is our people? What is up, our people in uh, in the Netherlands? Uh, they say they have no social media and they had to find my email through the website. Guys, I've said it on previous episodes, but maybe they listen to the one where where I didn't say it. Uh, and just first-timers, I love to read the, the, all their picks. Hamzat Keza, if you beat Sean Brady. Uh, Islam versus uh, Chandler Gaethje, loser. Volkov, Rosenstrike, and Glover versus Yidi. Uh This guy says, I was a bit annoyed with the card. It felt like almost every fight was a clear setup for a Russian guy. I don't like fights like Islam versus Hooker and Kamzat versus Lee, except for making money uh, with betting. And uh, he said, lots of media do their best to hype the fight, but don't we all know what will happen? It felt like rock, paper, scissors were the dominant wrestlers with the scissors against uh, paper. I'll say, I, I, and I know if Casey were here, he'd agree with me. I like showcase cards. I like showcase cards. I like showcase fights. This is how you build up names, man. I, Bellator does this all the time, and I get it, and they get flack for it too. People go, like, why? The last Bellator fight was like, oh, why is Usman Nurmagomedov matched up with some guy who's like, who is like a 3,000 to 1 favorite against? And it's like, because you want to, I want to see these guys show off. I want to see, this is old pro wrestling enhancement, enhancement talent style stuff. Uh, that's, that wasn't quite the case at 2007. But this is how you make stars. You put them in situations where they have amazing performances. So uh, certainly after a while, you will see, you know, you see through it. But uh, that's the business. That's the fight game, Arnie. It happens in uh, in uh, MMA. It happens in professional boxing. It happens in the last real sport, uh, professional wrestling. So, but thank you for uh, for the comment. Please keep keep them coming. Uh, how, what, looking forward to hearing more from you. Casey Carpenter always saying nice things to us, uh, complimenting the show. And uh, Hamzat versus Vittori. Hamzat, if he wants a title fight. Before the end of 2022, he should go back to middleweight and fight Vittori next. And I think Vittori would take the fight. Vittori would definitely take it. If he Hell wins yeah. the fight, I don't know about this part, though, Mike. If he wins that fight, he would jump the winner of Brunson and Cannoneer. Not fair, but when is the UFC fair? Uh, and at welterweight, I feel he fights probably Wonderboy, Diaz, or Magdi, and I think it's a longer road for him. I don't see Burns taking a fight with him. And they said, not sure Luke would either. A lot has to play out, play out in that division. Uh, over the next couple of months, lots of super popular guys. Colby, if he wins, would probably set up a trilogy. So, uh, so they say. Uh, Casey says Hamzat, super popular right now, and I think they want to push him far. Middleweight makes more sense. So, I think that'd be so cool if we fought Vittori. Um, that's a big point to Casey if that one happens. Yeah. Casey if I'm Vittori, I'm calling. I'm calling for that fight. That would be wild. I hadn't even thought about that. And let's uh, and let's and let's not forget, Ali does not manage Hamzat Shemaev anymore. So all these Ali guys can all right. call for him. <laughs> and should. And should. Uh, and uh, they want to see Makachev versus just straight up. Just get that Oliver Poirier winner. Uh, I don't – let me see. I don't know if they've made conditions. Uh, uh, what are, oh, is it just Islam should fight the winner of Chandler Gaethje. I think, I think he's going to uh, – I think – oh, sorry. I, but I think he is going to get the winner of the title fight. Um, that's the official pick. So because because he's popular and like comes out popularity means something. So thank you, Casey Carpenter. I'm going to remember these picks for sure. Uh, Ren Odenheimer, 
of course, our friend and, and little Andre, uh, his son Andre. Andre appreciated the shout out, as did uh, uh, his mother and friends and family. So thank you to uh, to, to to me and thank you to Mike. Uh, um, Makhachev versus McGregor. Uh, an added benefit is that if McGregor surprises us all and somehow obliterates Islam, this could potentially be the catalyst to draw Khabib from retirement. I don't think McGregor has, has wants to have anything to do with Islam, but boy, that'd be fun for that fight to happen. And if you're the UFC, you should be trying to make that fight happen somehow. I don't know how. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a dollar amount, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it happens. I'd rather... I mean, if you want to do the Tony Ferguson one, that's a there's a lot of story there. I don't think it gets as ugly as a McGregor fight would get. I, I think we'd feel we'd feel a little sad after it's over because Makachev probably mm-hmm. destroys Ferguson. He probably destroys McGregor too, if we're being mm-hmm. honest. But at least yeah. the build to the fight would be cheesy, but it wouldn't get ugly. The McGregor right, one would right. get real ugly. Yeah, we know how bad it would get. We've we've seen it. Um, but I get it. There's still some residual Habib heat there, and I think people want to people want to claim some of that and. That's certainly a possibility. Uh, and uh, our Melbourne matchmaker, Joe Young, uh, has some picks. One of them was a good one. He says, uh, Brad Riddell uh, to avenge Dan Hooker's loss against Islam. He said, But he says he sees this one maybe sometime next year, even two years down the road. Um, but I guess I guess that means he sees Riddell becoming like a top five, top ten guy and maybe getting a fight with Islam at some point um, to avenge, avenge Hooker. So, uh, yeah, hands full in his next fight. So we'll see if he beats, oh, Hoff, boy, if he beats Raphael Fazeev, then... Yeah, he's on his way. Uh, yeah, and again, I think he, I think what uh, Joe is saying here is even if that doesn't happen, somewhere down the road he gets on a win streak that puts him uh, puts him back in line. So, uh, Denny Caps just just making it under the deadline uh, for picks here. I like uh, Zaleski versus Roberts. I think that is a that's a good pick. Why did I? Oh, okay. I want to say he he broke it down first. He said Zaleski has entered that uh, Muhammad James Krause Alex Morano level where he's not really considered a title threat, but has a very respectable UFC record. So he said any of those three guys would be great. Plus Randy Brown, Tim Means. Damn it, damn it, Denny. Come on. Uh, he said he said I know I know he's aware of uh, hash, <laughs> that hashtag lobby for Robbie. So okay, Denny, it's fine. Uh, Cowboy Lavera, Nico Price, D Rod, uh, Muslim Salakov, Warley Alves, Jake Matthews. Um, but he said for the official pick, he's going. He, Going Danny Roberts, so I like I like that I like people feel free to give other options, but but list your official pick. So he is he is only getting a point if it is Danny Roberts and Elizu uh, Zaleski. Thank you, Danny. Uh, a lot of thoughtful picks there. Tukagov versus I think he was saying Tukagov versus Chen Sung Jung. Just throw him in there with the zombie. Wow. And yeah, and uh, Blahovitz versus Alonzo Menafield. All right, guys, let's close out with our our, our Twitter friends who are always so prolific. Uh, Adam McDonald, first timer. Uh, he got the uh, welcome to the party pal John McClain gif. Everyone does when you when you're a first time contributor to uh, to uh, on to the next one. Started listening to the show. Would love to see Kip Chimaev do double duty and take on Strickland so uh, Sean can fight this year. If not, 170 burns for him next. Volkov needs to fight Stipe. And uh, my final pick to give you is that I'm feeling good about Larone Murphy fighting Bryce Mitchell. Get him the grappling time. And says thank you, Mike and myself for putting the show together. So. Thank you, Adam, for listening and sending it in. Uh, I mentioned Ayoad's dad earlier, and he just had a comment I wanted to read as well, as well as some other picks that other people have. Um, uh, Love the early day card. Got to say, it was like the whole day, a lot of good fights. But maybe we capped these events at 10 to 11 fights, not 14. It was originally 15, uh, Ayoad's dad. 
and if the roster is so large and needs this amount of fights book to keep up, he'd love some smaller five fight cards bi-weekly every Tuesday. Maybe after the contest series season is is over. Just a thought. That would be interesting, right? I, I, I would love I, that. If I'm into that, would you? I don't know. That's I why I love I the contender series. Like I, I like I know. I, I, it's lost some, some it's lost some steam. No doubt about it. All you got to do mm-hmm. essentially is win and you get a contract now and we know why because it's a money saving thing. It's a filter into the UFC and it saves them a bunch of money to fill these cards that have 15 freaking fights on them. But yeah. If they wanted to do that, like clash it like do do just once a month. Just do it once a month. WCW to Clash of the Champions. They just do like a sprinkle of card on a Wednesday or Thursday night. I have no issue with that. Five fights. Make it easy. Don't go crazy. Once a month, a little showcase sprinkle in card. I'm cool with that, AK. I like it. And I don't know. Oh, I think he's back. I think we lost him. We're back. Oh, am I back? Sorry, my internet blew up there. You're back. I missed all of that. I missed everything you just said. Once a month, Clash of the Champions style. Five fight card, <laughs> sprinkle it in. You know, Saturday night's main event, whatever. Just sprinkle it in. Two hour card, in and out. Is is there some thought to having contender series cards headlined by a fight with already signed fighters? That'd be weird. Like three kind you do of? three contender series fights or four contender series fights and then a co main event featuring guys already signed again maybe trying to like trying to uh, you know rebuild their rep and then a main event as well can you combine I, the ideas i have always been someone who would want to see instead of just straight cutting guys if there's two guys in the same division who have lost two or three in a row you f- have them fight for their job that's a main event like relegated rele- you're relegated yeah. listen you want to stay in this company I get it, but listen, you've lost three in a row, dude. Like, we're going to give you one more shot. You headline this contender series card against this other guy who's lost three in a row. Winner stays in the UFC, gets a new four-fight deal. Loser goes back to the regional scene. That's a tremendous idea. I think that would make the show better. What did you call it again? What do you mean? What did you I say? Had a name for it. You, had a, you had a name for it just like two seconds ago. Ah, I don't remember what I said. Must have been okay, brilliant. we'll have it recorded. We got to tweet it. We got to tweet it. Must have it. been brilliant. But- it was it was brilliant. It was wonderful. Um, but this is also where, like, honestly, like you you should also uh, experiment with the idea. This is where they should introduce the the outside of the cage buzzer. You know, the uh, the referee <laughs> yeah. outside the right the outside the referee <laughs> open scoring. Put try open scoring these cards. I know you can't do that because it's a commission to commission thing, not a event event thing. But saying maybe uh, you know again the commission makes certain rules where like okay for. For, for certain events, you are allowed to do this, and, and it's optional, and then that would open the door for like, well, okay, the UFC to say, we're going to try it on this this event. So I would love it if the UFC, you're right, had its own, uh, I know they, they do a, lot, a great job uh, promoting the feeder leagues and stuff on uh, Fight Pass and the regionals, but if they had their own kind of quasi-regional um, that they just owned and ran and controlled, and they could do all kinds of wild stuff with it, it'd be yep. fun. I like it. Let's do it. And loser, by the way, people, normal Loser leaves town, I love fight- it. Loser leaves town. Normalize ten fight fight cards, please. Normalize. Yes. I, I I know those people out there who are just like, no, the more the merrier. I want like seven straight hours. I love seven eight hours of MMA. That's fine. Pay per views. Like yes. That, guess what? Even then, look. If you like that, you can watch UFC. And you know, there's like fifty million uh, free MMA events going on around the world, right? So don't tell me that you need to get all your MMA from the UFC. Because you can go on YouTube and and fi- guess what? And the way it is now, you can find fights that are better than the UFC 
for free with the caliber of some of the prelims that we've seen in the UFC. There's great, great fights going all around. Some some you had to pay a little bit for. KSW, sir, you might you might have to pay a little to watch. But if you want more MMA, it's out there. You Bellator's got a good event this weekend, too. Bellator. You don't need the UFC to spoon feed you fifteen friggin' fights on one card. All right. It just you just don't you can be you can be choosy with this stuff. Uh, I mentioned Ryan Doherty before. He says Makachev versus Poirier Oliveira loser. I think that's very likely. Uh, and also was with me, Hooker versus Dober. I don't know if he wants to see it next, but I think it's like me. He wants to see it um, somewhere down the line. Uh, all right. Miles Hutton. Which one of these jumped out of me? Durayev versus Julian Marquez? Sure. 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 Larone Murphy versus Damon Jackson. I think Larone is is ahead of – I saw a lot of these kind of matchups. I think Larone is a little bit higher up in the rankings than people think. Um, I bet he's top he's 20. Un- hmm? He's top 20 I in their eyes. Top, I have top 20 in mind. I mean, it's a pretty deep division. But even when he fought uh, his first fight, he fought um, Tukagov to a draw. Uh, Tukagov is pretty highly ranked. I have Laurent just outside. I have him at, at uh, 21. Um, so, yeah, it's actually top 20. Uh, and <laughs> this is a deep cut. Ulan Bekov versus the Shang. Uh, what's it like? A Juan Puerta winner? From this this Tuesday's upcoming, someone's really trying to get ahead on the Contender Series game. Ulan Bekov is the winner of this fight coming up in on this Tuesday's uh, Contender Series. Shang Puerta, two super experienced, and it makes sense. These guys, uh, I know uh, Ulan Bekov is really good, and these guys would be making their USA debut after this. But they both have, I think, combined like sixty or seventy pro fights or something. These guys are super experienced, um, so that's kind of a cool matchup. That is, if Miles Hutton, if you get a point for that, I'm gonna give you your own tweet i don't know i don't really have much to give you but that's i'll give him a cool. half of my point he gets a point and a half whoa. if this happens whoa wait well, hold on mike our points are more valuable than the, oh i should i should i not have said that <gasps> well we oh well i think people know by now yeah. our auto points are more valuable than listener auto points so you, would give half, you already said you, that you give half a mike auto point if that fight holy crap and i'm not in florida either locked a gun good luck adding that to your spreadsheet buddy <laughs> i don't even know you might need another column uh, Four Corner Sports NY. Murphy versus the Woodson uh, Colin Anglin winner. That's just a fight I'm really looking forward to. I just forgot to mention it. It's a good one. Oluksaychuk versus Ed Herman. And he has a specific date. Pop Miocic is March 2022. So he's like this. He's booking the date. You do not get extra auto points for that. But that's I like the ambition. Seamus Law uh, wants Duraev to fight the other half of the Marquez Wright fight that fell through. Uh, Jordan Wright. Zaleski versus Carlton Harris. Oleksaychuk versus the uh, Jung and Zuchukwu winner that's coming out. That'd be a good one. And uh, again, Murphy versus Kamela Kirk. I guess they both beat the battle of guys who just beat up uh, Amir Khani, but I think Murphy's ahead of him. Um, McDonald. Is James a first-timer? No, second-timer. Uh, James, McDonald, Oleksaychuk versus Uzdemir. Sure. Uh, Zaleski versus Kevin Lee. Sure. Yeah, and uh, the first time I have, I think you mentioned this one, uh, uh, Wonder Boy. I think, and I know you said in the show, Wonder Boy should be trying to make this one happen now. This, have, this everybody should. Everybody, we we should be on Twitter later on today. Everybody calling out Shemaev. Literally, everybody should be calling him out right now. Seventy, eighty-five. Hell, even if you're a fifty-fiver, call him out. Call for this man. They, Fight him they now. Might le- they might legitimately be afraid. <laughs> fight him now <laughs> there might be that thinking like should i tweet this and like no because it might actually happen and i don't actually want that to happen uh brandon a lot of suggestions i like Roski's abu Azaitar. i'm not sure where that guy is but um that that's a good one 
Uh, Hayes III just match up Zaleski with Li Jingliang. Uh, Prochowski versus the... Oh, my God. It's really their deep cuts. Jacob Malkoon, AJ Dobson winner, UFC 271, February 12th. That'd be a long wait for Prochowski. He'd have to wait till February for those guys to fight and then have to wait for them to be matched up. I don't know. It's a little too long. Yeah. Thomas Collins, Ankalaev versus Rakic. Lerone Murphy versus Zabit Magomed Sharipov. He should probably Hear be on the ban list, too. But go ahead. I'll listen. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. He, I think Thomas Collins expected that response. Hear me out on this one. Zabit has been out for a while. We know he's looking for a fight soon. I don't think he's ready for a top-ranked fighter, so why not give Lerone a chance? It's a winnable fight for Zabit, but it carries some risk. Gives Lerone a step up in terms of his opponent. Make this fight, UFC. So Thomas Collins feels very passionate about it. Uh, just uh, only three guys left here. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. Uh, Barry O'Reilly. Petrosky versus Park. John Young Park. Uh, Murphy versus Landwer. I think we mentioned that before. Or do we mention someone versus Either way, yeah. Mer- uh, Zubaira. Zubaira. Either way, yeah. Get Landwer in the mix with these guys. So much fun. Zaleski versus D-Rod. Um, Duraya versus Marc-Andre Barriot. Tukugov versus Barbo. Uh, An- I like this one. I thought that was creative. Ankalev versus Paul Craig 2. Uh, run it back because that first fight, Ankalev was well on his way to winning before getting submitted with literally one second left on the clock. So I, I think that's a very, very good uh, rematch to put together. And Makachev versus Gillespie? No? Too far behind right now? Yeah, way too far behind. <laughs> he won a Khabib. Remember, Gillespie won a Khabib for the longest time. So Two fights ago, Gillespie got knocked dead by Kevin Lee. Like, a great that's win over Fiera. That was a great fight, but yeah, yeah come on. This is true. That'd be just, if anything, that'd be a, a stay busy and a paycheck fight for Makachev. Uh, and he'd have to know that he was guaranteed a title shot off. But otherwise, it's really not worth his time right now. Marcus McKay, he calls this the old man and the C edition. C in parentheses, as we often indicate for a champion. So well done for uh, well done, Marcus. Uh, Olechik versus Costa. Again, people people are really trying to get away from your Costa Kuchilava matchup. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, Durayev versus Puna Soriano. I think it means, uh, yes, Puna Soriano. Uh, oh, yeah, I had to read this one. This was suggested by his cat, Kaiju. Uh, he said, as he pointed out, Soriano hits like a truck, as his, as he pointed out, his cat pointed out? Okay, uh, Marcus, I have some questions, but as, as pointed out, uh, Soriano hits like a truck. And, oh, I guess it's Sean Soriano pointed out. I'm sorry. As, as uh, Puna Soriano, I'm sorry. Excuse me. As, as Puna Soriano pointed out. Soriano hits like a truck and has never been taken down in his uh, contender series or UFC career. And uh, he did not appreciate the cat throwing video. What's the cat throwing video? Who's throwing a cat? Not Durayev. I yeah, I, I, I probably have to go find uh, Kareem's Kareem Zidane. What is his name? Uh-huh. Our, our, our friend from Buddy Elbow. He knows all about that stuff. Oh, this MMA Kareem Zidane. Uh, yeah, Kareem Zidane, the brilliant Kareem Zidane. Brilliant. Uh, I don't know if he covered this, but I do see it. This is apparently a story from a few years ago. He trains by throwing cats. Oh, yeah, I don't a, like that either. What I'm a, a dink. So I, I asked, uh, by the way, uh, people, you can check my uh, my Twitter feed. I tweeted out a picture, uh, I retweeted Marcus sharing a picture of the beautiful, beautiful cat, Kaiju. Um, I'm a, people should know this. Uh, I, I hate animals. Yes, I'm a monster. You can say it. I don't care. I'm not fond of them. I love cats. If you have cat pictures, videos, whatever, DM me. If you tweet it at me, I will almost be guaranteed to retweet it. Um, if I miss it, then DM me and tell me to do it. I love cats. Kaiju, I was very happy to meet. So thank you, Marcus McGahee. And uh, yes, I also did not like just learning that about Duraev. So 
finger of shame to you. Finger wag of shame to Uriah. Don't do that. Um, Shemayev versus Kaysa Brady winner on November 20th. And uh, Murphy versus Murphy versus Swanson Elkins winner, Mike. December 18th. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. Especially if Cub wins. Yeah, yeah. I think it makes more... I agree. It makes more sense if Cub wins. And to close this out, we have a newcomer. Emilio. At Emilio Plays with a Z on Twitter. Again, I gave them the John McClain. Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, first, let's read this. What do they got? Very well, well written. Uh, Hello, Mr. AK. Also to the rest of the MMA fighting crew. You're my go-to MMA media outlet and have been a fan for a couple years. First time I'm writing with some on to the next one suggestions. Fingers crossed my picks ain't doo-doo. Uh, Emilio, <laughs> the only reason I didn't read a bunch of your picks is uh, there's a lot of overlap. People have the same picks. But I, I, read, I, I read everything you wrote personally, so thank you for that. Um, Bekov versus Kop Zumagulov, loser, December 4th. Great matchup idea. Petrosky versus Lunjambula. Uh, Laron Murphy versus the Burgos uh, Corantillo, loser. I like it. UFC 268. Oleg versus Crute Hill, loser, December 4th. Tukugov versus Swanson Elkins, winner. And then Shemaev. I had to end on this note. This is a great. Thank you, Milo. Great first. Halloween. Uh, happy Halloween, young man. Um <laughs> <laughs> that is the uh, the young Michael Hex uh, Michael Hex child. Hang on, hang on. Let me tell you. <laughs> and he had this to say about Shemaev uh, to close out. Hamza Shemaev versus Masvidal, Nate and Michelle Pajeda in a three to one handicap, no holds barred Hell in a Cell match. The hype is so real. I actually think Hamza wins that too. For real though, it's got to be the winner of Brady versus uh, Kiesa, especially if it's Kiesa. Don't give me none of that Nate Diaz nonsense. I'm not a Nate Diaz fanatic, but that would just be murder <gasps> and and illegal. Wow. Yes. So I, I tell you, Emilio, you came in hot. That was at Emilio Plays on Twitter, people. If you want to send your responses to that spicy uh, matchmaking, uh, thank you, guys. And, if, of course, you want to send stuff to me, you can hit me up, guys. DM at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram. And for people who, for some reason, couldn't find my email, Alex.Lee at sbnation.com okay that was a show that was a, a quite a show so good we had a little bit of everything ufc 267 at least for the matchmaking is in the books and now we get a break right we got a break yes huge break we're off for a month Nothing, nothing's coming up nothing no big nothing just kidding ufc 268 this saturday what? another huge event on pay-per-view two more title fights <laughs> wait what <laughs> Two rematches, Kamara Usman versus Colby Covington, the main event. Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Weili, two for the strawway title. Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Frankie Edgar versus Marlon Vera. Shane Burgos versus Billy Quarantillo. That is the main card, and what a main card it's going to be. Edmund Shabazian is back against Nasruddin Imovov. Ally Quinta versus Bobby Green. Andreas Mikolaitis versus the debuting Alex Pajeda. Jordan Williams versus the debuting Ian Gary. CJ Vergara makes his debut against Ode Osborne. John Vellante versus Chris Barnett. That what? is the people's main event That's right there. That's not a real fight. That's not a real fight. That is a real fight, and it's the best up. fight on the whole card. Chris Alexa Barnett's not in the UFC anymore. What are you talking about? That's not real. Alexa Kamer versus John Alon. Melsic Bagdasarian versus Bruno Souza. And Phil Haas versus Chris Curtis. That is UFC 268 at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. Jose it's Young, Saturday? as we speak. Yes, this Saturday on his Next way to New York. Are you serious? Right now, from Abu Dhabi. Fourteen fights. I should read this uh, MMA fighting site that uh, Emilio was talking about. Yeah, it's I feel story. like I'd be I'd be more informed. About what's... Yes. What? So join us next week Great. as we talk all things UFC 268, the aftermath, and always remember, ladies and gentlemen, 
MMA is supposed to be fun. Do not take this stuff too seriously. We'll have more fun next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. Grayson, what do you want to say to the people? Loud and clear, now it's your cue. Go ahead. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> Why are you here? You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Businesses have always needed customers. So customer engagement has always been a thing. You know, steak dinners, golf, in-person handshakes. Not exactly efficient, though. But thanks to Zoom Info, times have changed. Now you can engage with the right customers across all channels and grow your business efficiently and effectively, all from one platform. Sorry, steak dinner guy. We've got work to do. Unlock insights, engage customers, win faster at ZoomInfo.com. ZoomInfo, how business goes to market.